day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Tell them conversational. Wouldn't I, the responsibility was not mine this time, Brenna. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So welcome to episode 17 of Shop Talk. Today we're joined by our friends at Meet Us at Molly's, a podcast covering the one Chicago shows, but they also love the rookies. So and Tim Bradford. Um, and we're covering a big episode of Tim's this week, which is 112 titled Heartbreak. So this again, I'm Jennifer. Carrie's here. Hi, guys. And then we have Gina and Bryna from Me the Sam Ollie's. Um, this was a good episode. It was like really their first quote unquote holiday episode for the rookie. So it was like focusing on Valentine's Day and kind of giving us some Tim backstory. Uh, but then we also learned a little bit more about the TOs as well. So that was fun. Um, we do have quite a bit of news this week. It seems like it was, it was rookie related, but it was like mostly just the actors kind of doing their own thing. So there was a little interview with Titus um, and it wasn't really an interview. It was just kind of talking about his character, but like we haven't seen a like seen anything of him until that interview. So I feel like they wouldn't kill, they wouldn't have Titus do that interview if Jackson was being killed off, right? I mean, I'm not just like projecting here. Do I people mean, really think Jackson's getting killed off? Is that like a popular theory floating around? I mean, we haven't seen anything of him, so it's possible. We haven't have, even seen like behind the scenes. Have we seen everybody else, like literally everybody else? We've seen Alyssa. I don't think she was yeah. like in wardrobe or anything, but we've seen her. So we've hopefully. seen Sean. Have we seen have we seen Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. Of course and we've, we've seen, seen Nathan. <laughs> yeah, we've obviously seen Chenford. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've seen Shia. Sure he's around. I'm, yeah, sure he's around. I'm, I'm sure yeah. he's fine. I'm not even going there. No, I was gonna say, he's I'm not, not putting that off. in he's the He's not even getting killed off. That's why I said, not. is that like a theory that's going around? Like he's not going to be killed off. He can't be. And Much like the do, rumors swirling in one Chicago, like killing Jackson would make no sense. Yeah. No. Oh, it, oh, it would not. But like we said last week, um, the rookie is doing such a good job at like keeping it so hush hush. Whereas mm -hmm. like other shows, like one Chicago, have not it's been all of the crew like sharing spoilers well chicago fire has been doing a pretty good job of not caring yeah you're um, like here you want a spoiler here just have yeah it all. pd were like it was it was makeup who slipped but everybody else is yeah. like marina we've never heard of her yeah um and then william debazio also shared a picture of three woven like stuffed animals um, and it was interesting. I picked up on one of them had a J on it. So maybe the baby, baby Lopez is named with the J. Um, but I mean, those are definitely for Lopez's baby. Like who else would they be for? So he has been dropping, um, him and Robert Bella have been sharing a lot of like behind the scenes. So, and then a few of the actors had some movies drop this weekend. So Sean had a movie drop on Wednesday called Aftermath on Netflix. And have you have anyone has anyone else seen it? I haven't seen it. I didn't. I didn't know there was a Sean movie on Netflix, and I'm disappointed in myself because <laughs> I absolutely good. love him. <laughs> it's pretty good. And Gina, you talk about uh, Kelly Summerides' Baby Blue Eyes, and I think you should check this movie out for Sean's. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like I was texting Carrie at like 11.30 at night and I'm like, why am I watching this? Cause it's kind of a thriller, but I was like, I'm hooked on Sean's eyes anyway, so. Uh, but wait, this is one of the, okay. So desperate to save their marriage, a young couple takes a deal and moves into their dream home, but disturbing events reveal the house's troubled history. This is every horror movie that's ever been released ever. <laughs> it's like, it's predictable, but I don't know. I almost like had a whiplash from jumping. Is it all? Is it all jump scares? Kind of, yeah. Not even Sean Ashmore could talk me into that one. Sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's like pretty good though. I mean, the beginning was a little graphic, but um, yeah, the lighting was just. Oh, and then they also had characters named Jay and Aaron who uh, were a couple that things ended badly for them, and he loved her to a fault. I was like, oh wow, okay, worlds colliding here. Um, Sounds Nathan, a little familiar. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, okay. And it did not end so well for them. So um, Nathan Fillion also had a movie drop called Suicide Squad. I did not get a chance to watch it. Um, I haven't either. I didn't even know he was in this. I didn't either <laughs> until I saw the outline and I was like, oh, I'm still no, not going like to watch they, it, but oh. Yeah, yeah. they named um, in like in Canada, Edmonton, um, named the like pavilion. It's like the Nathan Fillion civilian pavilion like okay, well, that's hilarious that it rhymes after him it is for the weekend so i mean i'm not a huge like superhero person anyway but we I are big marvel people so suicide squad could just like nah nah yeah, can buzz nah, off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i found out about this is it's not even a sequel it's a redo because the first one was so bad yeah no oh. it's not a sequel it's like a reboot of the reboot of the like yeah it's not it's like if yeah if you were in the marvel universe you wouldn't need a redo because it would have been good to begin with so yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah, just i was gonna good. check it out on hbo max because like I have a trial going, but apparently that ended. So I was like, oh, well, all right. The only thing that could maybe talk me into that is Idris Elba, but even then probably mm -hmm. not. Yeah, I, I'm just not a superhero person. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. We'll get you into Marvel, sure enough. Just wait, <laughs> we'll work our magic, it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, I watched an Iron Man movie like way back when it first came out and I just was like, I can't get into this. So yeah. It's so. It's Oh, but so you good. like when Chicago and the world building in Marvel is just as good, if not better. So yeah. mm -hmm. see, for me, like things have to be like real though. Like, the, I don't know. I just cannot get into like superhero stuff. Like I it used has to, be to be that real. way. Yeah, yeah. I used to be that way. But with, with Marvel, it's, it's the, the, like the fantasy stuff just is like secondary. Like to me, the, the compelling part with Marvel is that like all of their backstories and the complexities that go into making these people, people who yeah. just happen to do crazy shit, like fly in space. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Um, and then the rookie season three is coming to Brazil as well. There was a video of Eric announcing it. I thought he was announcing like some behind the scenes stuff, but it was uh, rookie season three. So, and then this is kind of rookie news because Rosalind was on an episode of the rookie, but then, you know, she's also married to Eric. So hello, we have to mention it. Her new show fantasy Island premieres tomorrow. And I caught the like 30 minute preview and it looks really good. Like it's a female forward show with the female, like female running the islands. There's a lot of females in the cast and in the writer's room. And then like um, Dave and Odette Annabelle are like in the first episode. And um, Odette was saying that it's kind of a like escapism with the show that we all need. Ooh. So 
yeah it looks good but well, i mean they it's gonna it. be on episode six so yeah the rookie tie-in if you want to have that and they shot in puerto rico so the scenery and backdrops are just like goals but where'd they shoot it puerto rico Ooh. yeah so it'll be cool um to see i'm excited to watch that tomorrow um and then also last week we tweeted a thread of questions on twitter and we got some like show recommendations and stuff but then like we also wanted to find out what everyone else was watching because we talk a lot about like one chicago on here like we kind of draw parallels but we wanted to see like what other people were watching so we'll have to check out those recommendations and then today news dropped that eric and roseland's podcast is coming back next week so a week from today there will be another podcast to listen to so that'll be exciting um but that's it that we have on the news before we want before we jump into the episode we kind of wanted to get um like some questions from you guys answered like just so that our listeners could get to know you a little bit better um because you guys are kind of new to the fandom right like when did you start binging the show when you guys told us to yeah <laughs> it was fair. may of 2020 okay Gina yeah, started it first and then she was like Brenna you can have my Amazon login I was like awesome and then I blew past her and finished it way before she did mm-hmm. yeah um but like who are your top three favorite characters like do you have any yes I can tell right away go ahead Tim Lucy Angela that's in solid. that order that's solid yeah um uh, I love Nyla Mm-hmm. I do love Nyla. I gotta give some love to, to Anderson. Like, rest in peace. Yeah. I yeah. loved her. Loved <laughs> her. Um, and then I mean oh, Wesley. Wesley. I just he's <laughs> I love him so much. He is such a little like tiny bean who must be protected at all costs. Yes. So that's a good one. I hope that we see more of Wesley in season four. I hope so. Just make him a regular already. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Lock him I down. Know. He basically already is like just make it official official yeah yep, yep. i mean it. we need like some cute scenes with him and baby wopas and just everything i need just all of that put him in every scene maybe like write it in that he has a career change of heart and he becomes a cop i don't know i'd be cool with that there you go <laughs> or like somehow gets to work at the district full-time like still being a lawyer or something but can work at the district consultants of some yeah. sort right like Anybody can be a consultant. Anybody can be yeah. a consultant. On on Mita Molly's, we have the Will Halstead Defense Squad, which I'm the captain of. I will fully volunteer to be captain of the Sean Ashmore Defense Club because he's <laughs> yes. adorable. He's adorable. I love Gina's him. loved him since what what was the name of that show? Oh God, in a heartbeat. Yeah, that show. Yeah, yeah. The uh, it it's Canadian. Um, have oh, we okay. never had this conversation. No, we've had this conversation. We have multiple <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there was this show on the Disney channel back back in my day um, and it was called In a Heartbeat and it was like not Chicago Med but it was about like it was about like these teenage paramedics in Canada and Sean Ashmore Canadian hi uh, and yeah that 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 was it and it was so good oh my god it was so good <laughs> um, I'm trying to pull something up but yeah I mean it was like cheesy Disney channel stuff but like yeah. it was good and um Gina's been obsessed with him ever since. I wouldn't say obsessed, but like he like you follow his career. Yeah. 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 If he pops up somewhere, I like perk up and I'm like, hey. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I saw him on or uh, in Cadet Kelly, which was yeah, good. yeah. Yes. I didn't, it took me so long to realize that was him, and then I was like, oh my yeah. god. Well, and La Fiera was in Gotta Kick It Up. That's where I know her yes. from, and I can't see her as anything but that. And I'm like, yeah. oh no, I'm like, she's got to kick it up all the way. Hang all on, sorry, my YouTube's playing. Stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> I went to pull up videos of in a heartbeat, and it queued up YouTube. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I can't see La Fiera as anything besides her character in or Camille Gavius besides. Yeah. Wasn't she also in Las Vegas, or am I thinking of somebody else? What is that? Las Vegas was a show on NBC in like 2000. Josh Um, Duhamel was in it. Molly Sims. uh, In 2000, I was like four. Like no, no, but I was like, and I was like 14. So (laughs) the fact that like like, three of us were four back in 2000. Well, five, but yeah, Yeah. whatever. And then all three of you were like four or five. Yeah, Yeah. we're all the same age. I'm a little grandma, short and stout. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) whatever, man. Um. oh yeah yeah las vegas was oh it was in 2007 it ended in seven it started in like 2000 oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah she was in it i was gonna say i had to do like Research. i somehow yeah came about that in my freelance it went from 03 to 08 so god i love camille gaty I, I i love lafayetta i love her and i'm not supposed yeah. to love her but i love her that's how we are with all of them i feel like like all of the villains yeah i mean this weekend for the rewatch we were doing like dave death and i was like god i want to hate Rosalind so much but i can't oh she is she is diabolical and twisted in all the right ways like yeah yeah um so then kind of spinning off of that what's been like your favorite storyline so far I will go with the one at the end of season two with Armstrong. I was just yeah. going to say that one too. That's so hands down my favorite. Brilliantly crafted. So many twists and turns. I loved it. And a I lot like, of times too, I feel like you can kind of predict like, oh, okay, it may come from this. And then they may throw you a tiny curveball, and you're like, okay, that's cool. Whatever. I had no, I did not see that coming at all. Yeah. That I was liked, brilliant. I liked the beginning of season three, like when it culminated. And just like how they shot that. I don't know. It was just really cool. Um, you guys um, want another Gina is old anecdote. So the character who played Armstrong, um, I remember him from Romeo and Juliet that came out in 1997 when you guys were babies. Yeah. Uh, so I watched like that in high school. Just I wasn't, I was three when it, yeah. two when it first came out. Yeah. So I will forever know him from that. So every time I see him, I'm like, that's the guy from Romeo and Juliet. So I was a little <laughs> bummed when they killed him off. But also, I mean, that twist was just incredible. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That's, well, that's and one like, of my favorites. You never thought that Armstrong could be dirty. And then, you know, they just built up to it. Mm-hmm. Well, and Rosalind like told John, she like hinted at it at the end of what was it, 211, 212, and was like, I've dirt on armstrong and no one's like i don't care harold perrineau that's his name yeah yep yeah no no incredible and it's like just the fact that and and how quickly he turned just Mm -hmm. and then the framing how he framed john yeah oh my goodness it's so good also it's not i guess technically a storyline but my favorite recurring bit is the oscar appearances yeah like literally every time he appears i'm like that's a great i'm like this is so good like he can Again, come back every season. I don't care. I love his yeah. like little reappearances. Not necessarily a storyline, but 
again he's he's a villain that we're not supposed to like but yet we somehow love i wouldn't even call him i mean i guess he's a villain but like i don't know i just i every time he appears i'm like damn like (laughs) this is such an episode highlight for me every time yeah um what was your like first impression of the show and the characters because obviously we watch more like intense cop shows and this is not one of them um i wouldn't say that this like okay so 911 had a terrible pilot i wouldn't say that about this show but i wasn't crazy about it i this is a pilot that i actually watched early i had a screener and i watched it and i was just like yeah i was like you know there was nothing impressive about john nolan honestly um and he was very like on his high horse the whole time and i was like f this guy like you're brand new like shut up and listen to your training officer i don't care that you've like you're older than everybody and you've been in the world for x amount of years like shut up and listen yeah so i wasn't very impressed and i thought he was very preachy and annoying and then to top it all off he was dating lucy and i was like what is this ew (laughs) no it's so funny to see people like tweet about the show for the first time when they're watching it and then they get to the Nolan and Lucy stuff and they're like, what is this? I'm like, yeah. Just, well, I just saw someone on going. Twitter that had like just started watching it and was like, they took like um, the when Tim and Lucy first look at each other and they're like, they just tweeted it. They're like, are they in love yet? And then like five <laughs> seconds later, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> John and Lucy are a thing. It's like, sorry. Yeah. 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 I mean, kind of like what you guys were saying. Like, I think for me, the thing that drew me in, like the pilot wasn't like, oh my god this is the best thing I've ever seen Mm -hmm. but it was enough to keep me intrigued I think because it was so different from a lot of the other stuff that we watch and I think just a lot of first responder shows in general because it does have truly like they I mean they are a comedy like yes it is a drama of some sort but like I would also more classify this as a comedy than other ones oh yeah um and I just I think it I think the lightheartedness of it is what makes it so different and what makes it stand out and so and that was something that drew me in I it took me definitely a couple episodes but honestly I think what kept me going with it is the fact that I knew what was coming because I had already yeah. seen the Twitter hype from it and we had two seasons to watch and I was like okay but like I know that we're gonna get to Chinford eventually so like I gotta keep watching like yeah. I gotta keep I, even if this isn't a great episode like I gotta keep going yeah so I it think took, the Twitter hype is what like kept me going. And I was like, oh no, this is actually like good shit. Yeah. It took me a while to get through season one. I was just like, I, I don't know about this, but I'd seen that gif from Dave Duff and I was like, yeah, no, I'm hooked. I just need to get there first. Accurate. Yeah. Um, so then who is your favorite partnership and like ship that isn't... <laughs> might not be canon yet i mean i feel like i know the answer but you know <laughs> I was gonna say, do we really have to answer this well i feel like there's other options you know like lopez but i mean there's not a lot of ships on the show anyway that i feel like they kind of need to address more but it's not all about relationships i guess your partnership might be jackson and angela i was gonna say yeah. i really like the jackson and angela stuff because i feel like obviously tim and lucy have a different dynamic than them but yeah. i think with jackson and angela it was they were like they were the quickest to become friends first and that is what kind of sets them apart and i think that's something that's really special about their partnership is that they are fr- i mean they truly are friends like and really yeah. really good friends um and the, i do really like that about them uh, also a very underrated pair would be nyla and lucy mm-hmm. nyla 
pushes Lucy out of her comfort zone. And, you know, she doesn't make any apologies for it, but she's like, I'm doing this to make you a better cop. And yeah. Lucy knows that. And so she, she, you know, she trusts Nyla. And I, yeah, I think that's an underrated one as well. Mm-hmm. I need to see more of Nyla and Lucy, like that badass girl duo. I have yeah. a feeling we'll get it. I have yeah. a feeling we'll get it. I just want like Nyla and Angela scenes though, since like if mm-hmm. like when Angela does become a mom, then like they can bond over mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that little uh like them talking over the radio about giving birth is hilarious. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so good. And then Grace just like, are you done? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and then you know, like we'll kind of jump into the episode now. Um and kind of go over like where we are in the season and then like also just kind of because this is season one so like we're still kind of just building up everything up um but Carrie did you want to run through the summary oh sure um well the title heartbreak uh, kind of lends itself to it's valentine's day and it seems like everyone's kind of forgotten about that except for sergeant gray who always celebrates on february 13th because it's less stressful so he gets husband points for that. Um, apparently, Valentine's Day is the most stressful day for cops in LA, and everyone has to be like on high alert. But despite all of that, there's still some relationship stuff going on. We got Jackson kind of has maybe a possible new relationship on the horizon. Um, Lopez, in their early stages, are already on the rocks, so that's kind of unfortunate. And then Tim has major uh decisions to come to mm-hmm. with uh Isabel and their relationship so um yeah so we'll kind of start off with Tim Bradford because he is the featured character and we need to just appreciate the crap out of him um but this episode like we see Tim taking a personal day which according to Angela it's never done in you know his entire life so um but like after you know roll call and all that we see tim walking in plain clothes outside and i just need to take a moment to appreciate this look because we need more of it he's got a white henley on black jacket and then like his face and like his expression he's just walking outside it's just please we need more of it um and preferably with lucy chen next to him um but we see tim going to meet isabel outside of her rehab facility because at this point like he's kind of reconnected with her and um you know she's clean and looks good um but she says she'd be worse if she didn't already go through a withdrawal so that hurts to hear a little bit um she'd also then, been shot in the head yeah so i'd say she's looking pretty damn good yeah she's looking really good uh, but tim admits that he almost turned around like twice so he's just proud of isabel for following through with this and she calls him out on his bs and says like that she didn't think that he thinks that she would have never followed through with this and then you know he admits it like he he can't lie to himself or to anyone around him um as much as he wants to so we find out that what kept isabel there was for tim to see her sober and she i think just the way that it seemed she was like having she was holding out hope that they could be together again at some point and tim kind of shot that down so by the way that they acted though like he joked that his job was done and he'd see her later and stuff 
Um, so it seemed like they were still good friends and the divorce ended amicably, but Isabel seemed like she also wanted just a bit more. So she says she has to make amends and Tim seems skeptical about it. Um, but you know, Isabel says like she hurt Tim most of all, cause he's questioning why she's having to tell him like all of the horrible things that she did and, you know, won't make it better. But she says, you know, he can learn how to trust her again with the honesty that she's going to share so tim reassures her like he has this moment where he reassures her that she didn't go through those things because she's a bad person she did them because she's a drug addict so he goes on to say that it's like hardwired in the dna of an addict and all she can process is him basically saying that he'll never be able to trust her again um but quickly he backtracks and says like she hurt him again because of those drugs and she won't hurt him now because she's clean so he has faith in her in that theory but i feel like a small part of him is just kind of saying like i just want to pull away more and kind of leave you to do what you need to do um but we find out a little bit more about isabel and apparently she put their ira into her arm and after she left him like she did that or she would rob their neighbors when the ira ran out so do we do we know what an ira is i didn't get a chance to look it up but I would assume it's kind of like a needle because like he said that I felt like he said that, um, you know, like she would just kind of, it's wanting to bring oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Now. It's a, okay. It's metaphoric. There, okay. I get it now because the closed captions put that up and I was like their IRA, like what yeah. did she do? She wiped out their retirement account. Okay. That makes all That's the sense in the I world. Thought. Oh yeah. I was like, she put their, you can't put an IRA into your arm and I was like oh like metaphorically yeah ding ding okay never mind here I am yeah because I watched with closed captions on too and I was like wait that came up that's weird but okay that makes sense now um so you know like then she calls him out and says you know things are always so black and white with him which she's not wrong things are black and white with him but I think he also like he kind of knows that she was just, you know, telling him what he already knew. So, mm-hmm. and while he questions that it's comforting, she says that it's maddening. So we see kind of why they broke up. Like she, you know, can't deal with things so black and white. And then obviously with the drugs, like, you know, Tim had enough. So we find out that Isabel felt like she had to live up to his standards. And while he didn't ask her to, she felt like she had to, like, she didn't want to disappoint him and his face during this entire sequence, like, can someone give him a hug? Like, I will stand in line and give him a hug, please. Volunteers tribute. Yeah. Yeah. Gina, you said earlier you are the captain of the Will Halsa defense squad. I mean, so who's the captain of the Tim Bradford defense squad? Because I are we going to fight like... to the death? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Tim doesn't want to be angry with Isabel. He just wants his wife back. And, you know, well, he knows that that's not possible. Like, he he wanted to give up on her but everyone told him not to so or he didn't want to give up on her and everyone told him to so i have a question for you guys okay do we really because i've been thinking about this a lot as i was rewatching this do we think tim went into this meeting hangout whatever you want to call it thinking he was gonna actually try to get isabel back as his wife or do you think he had already shut the door on that possibility like before he even showed up to this I think it's the latter. Yeah. I think so too. 
But some of the things that he was saying about like, you know, him wanting his wife back or whatever, I just didn't know if we were, if somebody, you know, because someone could have obviously interpreted differently. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what people were thinking. I feel Uh, like he kind of, he went into it thinking like, I'm not going to get her back. I'm just going to go and like close the door on this chapter. But then I feel like another part of him also kind of had it in mind of like, there might still be something here and I'm not going to totally like shut the door. I Mm. personally think that like he had the door shut and because he didn't want to get his hopes up. And then it wasn't until he got there. And like, once he saw her, he was like, Oh shit. Like maybe this could actually be what I wanted it to be. And like, I could actually get my wife back. And then after, by the end of the conversation, he obviously realized that like they were too broken. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Well, and I wonder like if he told her like, you know that of everyone told me to give up on you to let you go but like I couldn't I wonder if he told her that just to make her feel better and he was kind of one that wanted to give up on her as well and you know like almost did to a point but he didn't want her to know that at first like I I think he knew that he needed to give her up but he couldn't do it like she's she is the soft spot for him that like yeah he he's big bad Tim Bradford until Isabel comes along and then yeah he's jelly really until any woman in his life comes along like because we've seen that with you know his friendships with Angela and then like Lucy too like he wants to portray that like I'm a badass I'm like you know you can't knock me down until someone gets in his way or you know one of the women in his life like needs saving or needs help like then he kind of has that soft side come out well, and I think that's probably what hurt a lot about it, the whole thing with Isabel is because obviously she was sick. You know, she is a drug addict. Like she didn't, I don't think really probably realized what she was doing to him because he does have that personality of like, oh, I'm tough and strong. Like nothing you can do hurts me. But obviously clearly she did hurt him every time she used, every time she, you know, robbed from them or whatever, all the stuff that she did to him. Um he may not have portrayed it to her as oh look I'm being hurt but like clearly he was really hurt by the stuff she did yeah I don't know like back to your question like I don't know because like when I was watching season one and like obviously didn't have like any idea I was like oh, okay he has a wife okay that's great um I thought they were gonna get back together like I thought that was gonna be a thing I thought that like they were gonna like work it out or something but then once I saw the scene, it like made sense why they wouldn't. So yeah, I don't know. Um, and then I thought it was interesting, like when he was telling her that he'll always be a reminder for Lois Point. Like he couldn't even look at her. Like he was looking down at the ground, or he would kind of look at her, but it would be more so like kind of off to the side a little bit. Um, and obviously like drawing the parallel to it's not totally the same but like I drew the parallel and was like it's kind of like the season three finale when Tim like asked Lucy to save him a dance like he knows that if he looks at them and tries to get something out like he knows that he's not gonna say it so he has to like look away and kind of put his focus on something else so that he can get it out because even during that during that like situation with Isabel like when he was talking to her and everything his eyes I mean like it looked like he was gonna start like tearing up in it so it was just interesting to see how he kind of almost like pushes his feelings away or down like 
and doesn't want to share them or doesn't want to like lose that guard you know take his guard down he wants to still kind of put up that exterior of you know I'm a tough guy so well and you know what I really want to see in season four um is I I kind of want I want to see what Tim does when he's not okay because I think in that scene especially when he's like he can't look at her I think he's showing that there's there's a little component of like self-loathing in there. Part of mm-hmm. him hates himself, whether it be for Isabel's addiction, whether it be for other stuff that's happened. But I want to know what happens in his head when he's not okay. Like who takes yeah. care of who takes care of Tim? Tim obviously takes care of his friends. We saw him be, you know, maid of honor for Angela this season. But yeah. who takes care of him when he needs somebody? Right. I'm pretty sure probably, I mean, I'm sure Isabel in the early, early days did a little bit of that, but I think since then, I'm sure Tim hasn't allowed anybody else to do it. Maybe the closest being Angela, just because they are such close friends, but even there, I doubt there's a, I doubt he's let anybody get that close and let them mm-hmm. let him let them see that side of him that vulnerable side of him and um, I, I bet that tim tim doesn't let angela in willingly angela probably has to force her way in yeah yeah like she i'm sure she doesn't get all the way in but i'm sure i think she's probably the closest that anyone's gotten since isabel did this number to him the only other person i think could maybe force their way in is sergeant gray because he's sergeant but that's yeah. about it yeah, he would he would push it more as like I need to know what's going on with you as like mm-hmm. a work thing. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I think it would depend on the situation. If it had like if it was while they were on shift, then I could yeah. see Gray being there. But if it was something that was just completely personal, I don't see Gray being able to like get himself in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I know we had said a few episodes ago, it would be interesting to see Tim get hurt this season and not be able to like get out of it right away because that would be the classic Tim thing but like for him to get hurt and for him to see like how he deals with that after hasn't Tim gotten hurt enough though <laughs> yeah yeah leave him alone I mean I, mean, I like don't need I mean yeah mm. <laughs> Yeah, I see what you're saying, but like yeah. part of me is like Tim cannot get hurt. My emotions can't handle that when I actually watch it. Like I'm not gonna be okay if that happens. But again. like having Lucy right there, I would love that. What a reverse of the hospital yeah. scene. I mean, I'll well, take that, but yeah. Maybe not okay. So like it would have to be something that he can't get out of right away because I would want to see how like he can handle himself in it. You know, like is he like how strong of a fighter is he when he is beaten down and like it's just him you know does he kind of like get into his head and kind of like deal with I don't I would just like to see it I would because I think he could pull off I think Eric Winter could pull off those like a juicy storyline like that that's a good point um you know because obviously on West Chicago they have or fire has done them none of the other shows some of the other shows have but like fire has obviously done those like bottle type episodes yeah. where they like the main story focuses on like the one characters and that would be kind of cool to see the rookie do some of those like you know have one story like you said somebody's trapped somewhere or whatever and is trying to get themselves out and everyone else you know we've seen i guess lucy's big episodes yeah. but that's the closest i'd say they've gotten so yeah i was trying to think like have we seen anyone else have that but i mean not really like I don't know it would be interesting to see like if any part of his backstory comes out like if he's trapped with another military person or something well, like, like you and know. I thought that would be like a good way to bring his family in though too because like if he did get hurt like 
who is like where is his mind going like you know because like obviously like when we saw Lucy in the barrel like you could tell just from her emotion that she was thinking about like oh this could be like her last moments as like a rookie and like last you know moments ever really but like for Tim like where you know does his mind go to a person does it go to all of you know like the you know like the PTSD from like the war so if he can survive that can he you know somehow get out of whatever situation he might be in like I don't know I'm just curious like Mm -hmm. that could be a way into that um and even as Tim like says you know they're like you know as long as they're together she's she's never going to be able to move forward like he slightly turns but his focus is still on the ground like the just I know that it was not the focus of this scene but like the lighting the wardrobe everything in this scene like it just was amazing like it was chef's kiss and it did wonders for Eric and Mercer, like just in the way that they were acting it portraying it and just you know like it was just the perfect kind of closure for them I feel like yeah yeah absolutely and and for both of them to accept that they needed to go their separate mm-hmm. ways it was just it was it was a sign of a lot of maturity on both of their parts yeah, yeah. that they just needed to be a clean break when I think especially on Isabel's part too that obviously everything she went through and like this you know her recovery hadn't stuck before and clearly now it seems like it's actually gonna stick because she's come to that realization of like no okay like I've tried everything I can do it's not gonna work I'm ready to move on with you know the rest of my life um but yeah Yeah. I think for Isabel especially like and their hug at the end I mean I could feel the emotion it was just like a good like final goodbye hug for them yeah 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 um well sort of related side note have you guys watched heart of dixie no i have yeah okay so so carrie you know you know mersa played tansy on that show that's that's how that's how we know mersa and she's like she did oh she is you you just realized that no i mean like i now that you say it yes but just like seeing like i i can't it's t- they're two completely different looks. See, like, yeah, but that's what like I keep seeing is I keep seeing Tansy and I'm like, oh, oh man, like okay. this is like so that's different. Yeah. I didn't I didn't put it together. Like I know the na- like yeah, I didn't put it together until you just said that. That's terrible. Oh, my gosh. She she will forever be Tansy to me. So like seeing her that's as Isabel, crazy. I'm just like, oh man, it like breaks my heart because like in my head she's Tansy. Yeah, like, yeah, mine. You got yeah, oh, Jen, you got to watch Heart of Dixie. She she. Oh yeah. She's part of like one of my favorite chips on that show. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I'm like I'm pulling up pictures of her now, and totally different than Isabel. Oh yeah, big time. Totally. But when I started the rookie, I was like, why does she look so familiar? <laughs> I did not put that together. Oh my gosh, I yeah. feel. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jen, you got to watch her to Dixie. I've mm-hmm. I've had that moment before, like, and I was watching the rookie, and when it when I saw a scene of Angela's I was like she just looks familiar and she acted with Jesse Lee Soffer and as the world turns what yeah she was on like his first episode or something and I like I couldn't totally make out that it was her because I'd only seen those episodes like on YouTube and they were like fuzzy quality but I went on to her IMDB and I was like that is her so yeah, we've had Wild. A one Chicago rookie like crossover. So crazy. Worlds colliding. Yes. Such a small world. I know. 
Um, and so then like one last thing on Tim was like, as he walked away, like he was trying to push down those feelings. Like you could tell that he was ready to like cry. He probably got back into his truck and I mean, just like, uh, I'm, I'm thinking that he like shed a tear. So, but then he went back to the district at the end of the episode and to like distract him, he was going to do paperwork, but no, he meets Nell in the hall and she invites him to the anti-Valentine's day party but he's not feeling social so you know like he wants to go and grab a drink with now like totally platonic drink can but. we talk about how much tim bradford respects the hell out of women yes. like he could not have made his expectations more clear in this sentence mm-hmm. like totally clear he's like i feel sad there is nothing romantic about this purely yeah. friends let's get drinks tim bradford respects <laughs> the hell out of women yes Thank you for coming to my TED talk. And he will go to the ends of the earth to do anything for the women in his life. Yes. Or should we call it a Tim talk? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was funny, Gina. I can't I'm believe t- you just made that joke. Funny. <laughs> That's something I would say. Are you I can't me? believe you just made that joke. <laughs> I'm hardly ever funny. Sometimes it happens and it just so happened there. So. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, Hi, all, I thanks do. for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Tim Bradford. Like during the Tim and Isabel stuff, I had to keep rewatching the scenes because all I could focus on was like his wardrobe, and I was like, "This is not the point of <laughs> well, like, it. I need to not focus I on this." Though, like when I was rewatching this, was the fact that like, yeah, we had like the hug between them, but like they didn't really ever, uh, except for that like flashbacks on that like video that he had watched like a few episodes prior. They didn't have any like kiss scenes or like really like you know intimate like lovey-dovey affectionate scenes yeah yeah i think that was probably we should have picked up on it then that like clearly (laughs) they she was not gonna ever come back into his life in like a romantic way because i feel like we probably would have seen more of that but um yeah well and like tim talking in a soft tone with people i'm like i need that on a loop please just give it to me on a recording yeah um but next we have nolan (laughs) because every episode has it revolves around him in some way i mean he's the main character of the show but you know i actually like i mean i don't i don't know how to say this properly like i actually enjoyed this like storyline for him not in like the way that i like you know obviously this lady that is like in his life at the moment is like obviously not in her right mind but like it was interesting to just like see how he like constantly had to handle something like the issue for him like didn't go away you know like it wasn't something he could just like snap his fingers and like the you know problem was solved it was like something that like kept coming back up during the whole entire episode see and i i feel like this is such an overdone trope in first responder shows yeah like just don't sleep with the people that you rescue well and it's like that oh you saved me i want to like take you out like why can we just leave it at (laughs) you saved me i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know it is overdone yeah there's a name for that it's like a it's like a psychological thing there's a name for it i don't remember what it is but there's a name for it 
Yeah. To me, if I were in that situation ever, I'd be like, thank you. Like, yeah, I want to give you something to thank you. But like, I don't know. Maybe I, that just seems so weird to me. Well, I mean, it's yeah. like, it's a, the savior complex is like mm-hmm. one of the terms. But then there's also like, you can think of it as like a hero complex, which is like the opposite really that people would have. Oh, Nolan but, definitely has a savior complex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and I was going to say, I think the first time I watched this episode, I was like, oh man, this is going to go like straight to his ego. But he does kind of have an ego but it's not like uh like i have to save everyone and everything that comes in my way like he does want to do that but maybe he just doesn't flex his ego like as much as other characters do but i don't get the egotistical like you know i'm better than everyone else except for that first episode and that then i feel like they kind of reined him in a little bit yeah he's no he's not connor rhodes but he it's just it's just different um I don't know if egos maybe been the right word, but it's definitely something. Um, I don't know, but yeah, I get that vibe from him that like he flexes his ego through his life experience and how he yeah. just has so much more of it than everybody else. I think that's how he flexes his ego, which drives me crazy and is why I kind of can't stand him. But I, yeah, I, I think he he flexes it kind of subtly. I just, the reason I can't stand Nolan, and like he has his moments where I'm like, he's not that bad, whatever. But honestly, the reason that I, I feel like they play into him being dumb way too much. Like he's not really that dumb. And like, sometimes they're like, oh, like, duh, he should have shut the car door so that the cop there said somebody didn't steal the truck or, you know, like just stupid things. I feel like they try to play into it. Like, oh, he's this 40 year old workie who, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he's not really that dumb. Like sometimes he is actually smart. He's 40 something years old. Like he has life experience. Like he's not that dumb. Um, which pairing did you like like which T.O. did you like better with Talia or Nyla Nyla yeah yeah I, well I Talia is say, not my fave Talia didn't take a shit neither does Nyla but I like them yeah both. well okay I mean Nyla. I like Nyla Nyla <laughs> No. yeah i went into the like to watching the rookie and i was like i'm not gonna get close to talia because i know that she doesn't stick around so mm-hmm. i don't even think i really realized that maybe a little bit but like i don't miss talia like i think i would miss nyla if nyla were to ever leave i'd be like oh yeah. like i really miss her and maybe that's just because talia was only around for one season but i don't really miss talia at all yeah like, ever i don't miss her um <laughs> nyla i think i would miss yeah for sure i would miss nyla because i feel like they delve into her background and her character like right away whereas with talia they did not no i would just be curious to see like if i mean obviously i know afton's not coming back like you know that's it's really never going to happen um but like in a different world if she could come back for an episode as talia that would be because I just want to know, like, what is she up to now? I mean, I know they, like, no. tried to close it out as best they could. Um, but In my mind, she gets coffee with Athena and Hen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the replies to our, like, tweet thread, um, not a lot of people said that they watched 911. It was just Holly from the One Chicago fandom, too, that said yeah. that they watched 911. I was like, really? Because to me the rookie and 911 like 911 is obviously a firefighter show but 
they have some of you know cop stuff drawn in i don't know i would think that those two would be more related like just because they're kind of comedy but yet they pull up the drama too so oh my god tim would hate buck so much he totally would <laughs> that would be so funny though uh, but can you imagine a tim and eddie scene like talking about military and stuff yes. like that oh yeah those two would be yeah. besties and then i could just definitely see tim being like how do you tolerate this guy yeah and like buck is off in the corner like doing something dumb yeah. playing with like nyla's daughter and christopher or something and eddie just kind of smiles over at buck because yeah because he's buddy. in love yeah yeah that'd be so good oh need that somebody write that fic please yes I just need all of the military background. Like, please share it on every actually, show. Though. But actually, though, on but every show. So. Um, but yeah, wait, we were talking about Nolan, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, and why we don't like Nolan. <laughs> well, we were talking about his storyline. I don't even no. know where we left off, but I didn't start yet, but that's okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I had like mentioned like why I actually like I liked this storyline for him, but um so yeah so we see nolan and bishop um come up to a scene it's like a down power line and like the woman was trapped like inside her car but she's getting out like despite they're like no 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 like stay where you are she you know is not listening gets electrocuted by the live wire john ends up you know performing life-saving measures um and the woman like i don't know I just remember like you could see it like in her eyes when she like first woke up it was like oh okay this is gonna be like a connection that's gonna happen between them um and we find out that her name is Denise um she like you know John gets her up off the ground like everything seems to be okay ish um but then the next time we see her she shows up at the district wanting to thank John with a muffin basket. Um, Lucy's manning the front desk because obviously, cause Tim was gone for the day. Um, so that makes it a little bit more awkward. I don't know how it could be less awkward, but it definitely makes it more awkward. Well, when um, she was like, do you know him? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. More just, like a lot. It's just so... <sighs> Lucy being jealous so if you want to call it that jealous over this I was like this is so stupid I was like so girl bad. yeah like, girl. there's other things that you could be jealous about yeah not this yeah well I don't even know if it was like jealousy I just I don't know another word for it though like, she was kind of taken off guard I yeah feel. just intrigued surprised. I just I don't know I don't it, it's just weird yeah um so Lucy's about ready to take the basket. Um, John comes up, you know, is like, oh, okay, it's not, you know, thank you, but it's not necessary. He was just doing, you know, his job, what he was supposed to do. Doing what I was supposed to do. <laughs> like, see this, yeah. Lucy, I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they'd already broken up by this point. Yeah. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so and john was about ready like he you know kind of convinces denise like thanks you know like has a good like a cordial goodbye um i just thought it was funny lucy's like don't forget the muffins (laughs) like okay 
I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's not jealousy, but it's it's something, all right. right. Yeah, it's something. Um, and John kind of went about his day. He thought he had it handled. He was wrong. Um, because his next call, his next call with Talia is a supposed intruder. Um, they are clearing the house. It ends up being a false call. Denise was the one that called it in to lure John to her home. Like, that's not creepy at all. Like, oh my gosh, I can't. Um, and like, I don't blame Talia for looking like she was like ready to tell her off. Like, you know, you, like <laughs> false reporting to the police, you know, like there's a bunch of other, you know, minor infractions with that. Um, but John being ever so optimistic, still thinks he can get through to uh Denise when he notices that her husband was killed in the line of duty um so he like tries to I don't really know it's it's not like a super um like you know sappy conversation or anything but it's just like he's trying to get to like the root of like her emotion and like why she's projecting it onto him when it's like reserved for you know like she misses her husband and that kind of thing it's like Mm -hmm. internal not external um which I don't know like I expected him to do that but like I don't know there's not there's not a right way to handle that situation but I feel like he could have been a little more firm it's just really not in his uh nature I don't think I don't know about you guys but he wants to do his job but also help every person that he can and like sometimes I feel like he has to learn that sometimes you just gotta do your job and do the calls and like like, that's it yeah like you can't help every single person I feel like he's kind of like um like Casey and Severide over on fire Mm -hmm. like they want to help every single person and they get attached to like every single person on their call like sometimes you just gotta walk away yeah that Mm -hmm. is okay and you're doing better for them sometimes by just walking away Mm-hmm. yeah that's true i, don't know I mean i felt for this but... lady but like that was just so cringy to do so... i felt for her but i was like you're stepping way out of your bounds here like that's too much i mean you can't arrested for that like false yeah. right that you know false 911 calls like that's mm-hmm. not a something to joke about she's yeah. lucky that they didn't like take any other action mm-hmm. yeah um and so the next time we well the next time we see like for john and everything he's having his anti-valentine his anti-valentine's day party um because you know he's single now guys (laughs) for him um and it's well lucy ends up going um and ben is there as well no one else originally showed up um but Ben brought a date to the party. He met her at the supermarket. Super, I can't speak. Oh my God. Supermarket. Um, and her name obviously is Denise. Like there's a surprise. Um, I just like, if there was time for like crickets to like sound That off, would be it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, oh my God. It was just like, cause she just comes in and is like, you know like acts as if like oh okay they're just like meeting for the first time like this is not like she just makes it so much more awkward and I mean I get it it's the whole point but just yeah um well and I was wondering like how did she like did she she had to have planned this right did she 
oh for somehow sure. look Nolan up on social media and see that he had a picture with Ben and was just like I'm gonna creep on this dude and see where yeah, he goes just, like she probably found his house found his address <laughs> saw ben also leaving the house then decided so. to follow ben and then casually make the bump into him i mean like she had it planned yeah. out which is yeah. like a lot of work in the like 12 hours between yeah. her first meeting nolan and the party but still yeah um so they're trying to like john and lucy are like pulling ben aside and he's like sort of trying to understand it but before they can get very far they realize like oh shoot like what happened to Denise um and she disappeared into John's room unfortunately she took an overdose of medicine um so then John you know gets her out of the bed um calls the ambulance he's like already like gung-ho like I'm gonna go like you know ride the ambulance with her like make sure she's okay Lucy's like eh, full stop no um <laughs> Like, that she'll be the one to ride with Denise in the ambulance. Um, and I just enjoyed that she was like, I hope you see the irony in this whole thing. Because, you know, like, they used to date. So Lucy, who's his ex-fling, is spending Valentine's Day in the hospital with the woman that, you know, is, like, so in love with John. Like, I, I don't know. It was just funny to me. I found it a bit much when Lucy was like, do you think it's going to be weird that it's just me coming? Like, do you, and it's like chill you're making it so obvious um but the one person that like i really didn't think that talia was gonna show up guys like when i first yeah. watched the episode like i really did not think at all um that she was going to show up but she did um at the very very end of the episode and I don't know I guess it was just because earlier in the episode she was like had that attitude of like she wanted Nolan to just like mind his own business when he was asking about like her personal life in regards to Valentine's Day and she thinks it's like you know a big to-do of a holiday so like I just really didn't think that she was going to and then the whole thing with Angela and like Talia you know sort of being involved with with a guy that was married and the whole flowers thing like I just was really not thinking that she was going to show up but she did and I liked that they ended on the note of like Talia wanting like stories from like John's college days like I don't know it was like a normalcy like a Mm -hmm. moment of normalcy for all three of them so I liked when John was talking to Talia and uh Angela and he was like ladies number nine officers like if there's one thing that I love John Nolan for is it's his awkwardness but like yeah. only at certain times <laughs> what comes after awkwardness that yeah <laughs> yeah you know what else I love about this episode too is especially with this Talia thing how she shows up at the anti-Valentine's Day party is that I mean pretty much all the characters in this episode are faced with you know some unsettling truths at the end mm-hmm. of this episode and I think this was Talia's was that you know she can't be with this married guy as much as she'd like to be yeah 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 I just yeah I don't yeah I don't know it was just interesting to see and i I wish we kind of got more like normal outside of work moments for like Talia not necessarily didn't have to be like you know with Nolan or anything or just but like I don't know like you know Talia Tim and Angela or something like I don't know it just would have been nice to get like more of those at least in my opinion yeah um but 
I just wanted to mention like Jackson and Gino um because like they were so cute guys like I missed them and like I was kind of sad that like they didn't really go far in season one this Um, was an underrated Jackson ship for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I didn't realize that he was in that Gino was in the episode like just prior to this one when he was the one that like treated Lucy at the hospital um that Tim like got you know really upset at in the first half um I didn't like put that together that it was like back to back um but we see him again when Jackson and Angela have their like weird it's just like such a weird case like it felt like if you like just took the case part of the episode it could have like fit into like you know Chicago PD or like law and order or something like it's a serial killer like hello um but like they're the man that they're interviewing named Kevin seems to have dementia he portrayed himself to be like the victim of this whole situation he was actually the assailant that the woman was trying to get away from um Angela's the one that realizes like who he like that he would be a suspect because Kevin asked if she was okay and Jackson hadn't mentioned that the gender like hadn't mentioned the gender of the person that was running away um and like poor Gina was like wrong place wrong time like went to check on Kevin got attacked he stole his uniform and tried to escape out of the hospital like it's not enough to just like knock him like he had to steal his clothes too like I just poor guy um it took a lot of effort like to undress him and everything it really did and then just like jackson comes in finds gino unconscious is gonna like go help him i i was like rooting for him like right then i was like okay good it's gonna be like a nice moment nope there comes kevin um attacks jackson knocks them both out um angela eventually finds them Chases Kevin, gets into a fight with him in the stairwell before being a badass and arresting him. Thank goodness. That was like one heck of a fight though. Like, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like more than what we typically see from the rookie. Yeah. Um, I feel like we don't typically see a lot of that. It's just kind of maybe like a tackle and then they get someone handcuffed or whatever. So definitely more choreographed fights than we're used to on the rookie. Mm-hmm. I love though that literally any character on this show could hold their own in a stairwell fight. Oh yeah, that is so true. Literally any character on this show. So true. Yeah, yeah. Any character could hold their own at any time. Like it doesn't even have to be a stairwell fight. Like if one of them was just on their own, like having to do you know run an errand or something, like and came across crime, they could hold their own until yeah. backup got there. That is so true man they're like just a bunch of badasses on this show guys Mm -hmm. i'm just like it's just all clicking in my head i'm like oh okay yeah the testament to the writing yeah for sure um and then like jackson and gina they technically i'm calling it their first date because he brings takeout and is like you know okay we're gonna like sit down and eat like i don't care like oh i'm just still bitter about it that they didn't last longer like past season one so you need a jackson relationship that lasts longer than like a few episodes and doesn't have the guy like end up and you know be some 
shady dude yeah like be someone they're not like yeah. can he just have an honest relationship he broke like up with sterling. after guy right sterling yeah. yeah he broke up yeah that was such a stupid turn because yeah. like the actor who played sterling is actually australian mm-hmm. but that was just yeah. such a dumb turn like you've done the accent this long why would you why what right. was, was the reason and like, was if they weird. were just trying to break up that relationship they literally could have had them even broke up off screen and that would yeah. have been like okay that's kind of annoying but like that's yeah. better than that yeah it was just yeah. a weird ending it was yeah. beyond weird we've also seen him play an american in like every hallmark movie ever so yeah. but <laughs> actually so though yeah 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 like also let's give jackson like a good relationship because he's like the lgbt character and like i don't know we just i feel like he doesn't get enough screen time and maybe with the relationship he was so and i love that they don't make that the focus of jackson mm-hmm. is that like yeah. they like he doesn't come on screen and they're like rainbows lgbtq like yeah. jackson is gay yeah. it's just part of him that you're yeah. just like moving along the scene and oh hey look jackson's flirting with somebody it just so happens to be another guy mm-hmm. well and yeah. we've never seen his dad like have an issue with it Mm-mm. And I feel like his dad is very old school, so he might, but it's never been mentioned. So I think we're just to assume that, like, you know, Fine. Jackson is accepted by everyone. Yeah. yeah. Also, is there anything Michael Beach cannot do? No. 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 Not really. He's so talented. Yes. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about that last week, too. Like, then the, like, scene where he was yelling at Makia's character. Like, yes. He's. He's like shorter in stature for like male height, but like he his presence on screen is like powerful. Regardless, yeah. especially in he was like on that. he was on the OG one Chicago, the OG one Chicago, which was Third Watch. Third which, Watch, yeah, yeah. I can't find it for the life of me, and that's just so wrong because it was such a good show. <laughs> but yeah, he was like the OG Gabby Dawson. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Doc. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar, but yeah. Mm-hmm. God, He's just had an amazing career. Mm-hmm. really has yeah yep um so that is it for me guys i am finally done talking <laughs> now we jump into the wopest stuff which is short lived <laughs> too but they're so cute oh. i love them i can't choose between wopez and chenford i just i love them both equally well wopez is canon like they're the only canon ship on the show so for me it's so like much. dead giveaway that i'm choosing them but then i'm also like well not canon i'm gonna choose chenford this I, is enemies to lovers done right yeah that's true. it's yeah. it's not annoying it's not like like they didn't butt heads just for the sake of it to be like unnecessarily mean to each other like mm-hmm. This is enemies to lovers done right it was just the right amount of enemies and the perfect time to switch to lovers it's and so even good. then, like, even when they are lovers, they still kind of bring out that, like, enemies feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because we see it in this episode, because, like, they're just, like, not awkward, but just, like, they acknowledge the fact that, like, they didn't realize it was the holiday, and then they both still have to go do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Well, and in 301, too, we saw, like, when they were at the judge's house trying to, you know, get the warrant, like, you know they're even going to each other's heads there but then Angela was like let Nolan know that I'm rooting for him like you know I want to kind of put up that BDE but you know I also want to be your girlfriend too so 
Wesley is one of those characters. He's one of those TV lawyers that make it look cool. Like he would fit yeah. right into suits where like they make it look super awesome and cool. And you're just like, ooh, he's awesome. And really it's not that cool. But he, he, he's one of those TV lawyers where you're just like, hmm, okay, I like this. Well, and I love how like they built his character too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he comes from this wealthy family, but he does pro bono work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a defense attorney mm-hmm. for, you know, the less fortunate, which like, damn, yeah. Damn. It takes a it takes a certain kind of person to make that switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, justice for Wesley. Justice for Wesley. <laughs> and stop stabbing him. him. Protect him at all costs. Yes. <laughs> and please just let him be happy with Angela and their child. Wesley is like the cinnamon roll of the rookie. <laughs> he he really That's is. So and funny. we we need him to just be like a main character now. Yeah. Yeah. Up him to regular already. Yeah please though mm-hmm. no, i will say that angela was definitely in the wrong to go through his phone when he was being booked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. Well, like, jennifer i know we had talked about this on an earlier like a way way earlier episode of this podcast is melanie supposed to be like patrice just a renamed her or is that no melanie is his stepmom oh his stepmom and patrice yeah. is like his mom okay but then like I'm with it i'm with it his okay. dad died so like she's you know left alone for valentine's day so that's why he was going to take her out because he is a cinnamon roll yeah i almost called him gallo and wrong show. <laughs> Just, wrong that's what not i was gallo. thinking when you said that i was like oh no it's not yeah um no. could gallo and wesley like meet up though Please. I mean, imagine the Gina May combust. Uh, yeah, let me go pull up like a puppy video on YouTube, and it'll have like the same effect. Yeah, yeah. No, Gina yeah. will combust. No, my head will explode in like heart eye emojis and like sparkles and yeah, yeah. Well, I just like I wasn't expecting Angela to go full on like you know investigative like you know and like kind of not she didn't completely freak out about it but like I just didn't expect her to assume the worst about Wesley having like god forbid he had other plans on Valentine's Day well I I get it though like I know she was not in the right to go through his phone I don't think she realized how big of a deal that was to go through his phone but at the same time she doesn't really do relationships right and this is the first time that she's had a love like this where she's like I don't even think she's realized in this episode like wait there's something different here and so I think she's just kind of like feeling her way around and doesn't really know how to act. And so that's why she does what she does. Um, but she just doesn't get the magnitude of like what she did. Yeah, I think well, this episode was like the first time her eyes really opened and she like, it's not until she goes through his phone and then realizes like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why did I just go through this guy's phone? Like, why do I care so much? And then she's like, oh shit. Like I actually, it's because it's different. Like it's a deeper, it's already something deeper than I'm used to. Oh my god, I think I like, I like you. you. <laughs> well, and could she also have like trust issues? You know, Probably like time. someone has burned her in the past, so she's got her guard up. I feel like that might be why her and Tim are such good friends. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Ugh. I I love Lopez. Justice for them in season four, please. Yeah, I know. Did you guys think that like they would actually like end up like where they are based on like this episode? Because like I didn't, I didn't know they were gonna be like the first, you know, like 
get engaged hopefully get married like have a family I feel like it's always hard especially knowing because like by the time season two ends which is like I had already kind of known that like they got engaged you know when I went into it so like for me I'm like oh yeah duh of course they were gonna they got engaged like of course it's a thing but I don't know I love them like I I'm glad they are the only kid I mean obviously I want Chinford to become canon and it will eventually but (laughs) I'm glad they are the only canon ship right now like I just I love them so much can I volunteer to make some Wopez merch for your tea public store sure (laughs) you definitely need Wopez I feel like it's all Chinford which isn't bad but I feel like yeah we need some Lopez I need to try and like download something to do the faces uh, yeah that, that's my new like fun activity I'm like I need to channel some anxiety let me go on procreate <laughs> and make some merch like it's fun it's fun I feel but- like once I learn how to do one like one character it will just snowball mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. welcome to my world <laughs> Yeah, no, the other day I like woke up and Gina texted me and she's like, here's four new designs. And I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So that'll be a good creative outlet for me because since I can't put that on RT public store for obvious reasons, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, Oh God. Yes. Just Wopez for life. I I definitely didn't think they were serious off of this episode. I think it was more, once they got engaged, I was like, oh, we're doing this. But I was also like, oh, we're doing this. I'm in. (laughs) Like. Yeah. And it didn't even seem like it was, you know, one one character felt more in love with the other. Like, it just felt easy for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely, I guess I'd say, too, like, I don't feel like until season three, I feel like, and maybe it's just because the Ricky is a show in general has become more popular. Like, I feel like even though we hadn't watched that long ago, like, back when I first watched it last year, I can remember, like, trying to find things on Tumblr and stuff like that. And, like, I couldn't find, like, anything for them. So I was like, is this a thing? Like, am I just weird? Am I the only one shipping this? Like, what is happening? And then, obviously, I realized, no, that's not the case. But, like... Yeah, I definitely think I, I just love them. I love how everyone also like wants Wesley kind of involved. You know, like it's not like he's kind of the oh, we don't really talk about him. He just is dating our coworker. Like, you know, in Dave Death, he was there wanting to help. Like it, for the wedding planning, he was there. I mean, obviously he was there, but like Jackson and Tim wanted him involved. And, you know, I mean, it was just like, it was cool to see everyone kind of like bring Wesley into the fold and into their little friend group. Well, too. And we've even like met his mom, you know, like mm-hmm. we've even learned like a little Wesley backstory. I mean, like we've learned a lot about Wesley, like just bring him already, just make him a permanent fixture. Damn yeah. It. Still have yet to see his office. I will say that until I am blue in the face. I <laughs> Look at these dorks. They're so cute. I know. <laughs> Did you just pull that up? Oh my God yeah no they're cute like bravo to sean and uh Alyssa for bringing them like yeah. to life for us i like how this episode has turned into a Lopez love fest like this was meant to be a tim episode and we're just like Lopez. <laughs> listen there is enough room and enough love to go around for both yes. tim bradford and Lopez. Mm-hmm. i mean definitely i mean that's usually how some of our episodes go like it's like oh it starts (laughs) off as one thing and just snowballs so it's fine well like sergeant gray and like luna are like also a canon yeah even though we don't actually see them a lot of the time which is why it was great that they're like in this episode 
yeah like for like two seconds too i love it's so funny luna's another one i think is crazy underrated Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i agree it would be cool to see her more especially because she's kind of wanting gray to like retire i love that that's like her i forgot that that's i guess now her like running gag is like every time she appears she's like aren't you gonna retire now and he's like no he's like "Mm, maybe no i'm not ready i'm I'm cool like i'm not ready yet (laughs) i love how he also celebrates valentine's day like on the 13th like he can't be bothered to make it a big deal on the 14th right i love i love it though like i feel like that's such a sergeant gray thing oh yeah yes you deserve to be celebrated on you know forever but we're not going to do it on valentine's day ain't nobody got time for that shit like on the 13th like that's when we're doing this i love it well i'm like he wants to be different from everyone so he's like i think people who celebrate on the 14th are ridiculous but like here i am gonna celebrate a day early and get myself ahead of it ahead of it so i bet that luna's like can we just be normal and celebrate on the 14th and that's like the one compromise she's like i'm gonna give you that we can go out on the 13th but these are the things that are gonna happen on the 14th i also i just loved in this moment in this scene too how like when gray goes and he like sees the rookies like in the corner he goes he's like you guys need to leave and they're just like okay sure bye like they just like it's a restaurant they don't have to leave yeah like just like he was gla- like just him glaring yeah the oh yeah God, the fact and then he goes over there he's like okay this is the my one normal night out like you guys need to go and they're like okay bye <laughs> well and like of all the restaurants in LA like they just had to be at that one that he was had at. to be at that one you guys remember bars and restaurants and like patios yeah those things I those mean places I- that we used to go I didn't go to them a lot because like I'm a homebody but yes I loved when I could go to them <laughs> I miss that that did look like a really nice rooftop patio though too I think that show does a really good job of you know like glamorizing LA mm-hmm. but yeah seeing your boss out when you're trying to like have drinks and let loose is awkward seeing a co-worker <laughs> out like it's just it's, it's like just okay weird. I want to go hide yeah See, I like my coworkers, so I don't think I'd have that reaction. And and my boss is really cool too, but I think it would just be like, oh hey, I'm gonna sit over there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I was walking in a parking lot once and like an old boss, well, he was my current boss at the time, like drove up and rolled down his window and was like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, just going back to my car. Like, let me just turn around because I can't be seen here. Well, you just scared the shit out of me, so that's uh, not awkward yeah it's like okay well i'll make a mental note of this to you know be on the lookout anytime i'm this way so <laughs> oh man oh man but yeah i mean it's just this was a good episode because i feel like we learned quite a bit and it, it was not just from like tim like it was from everyone in a way yeah this is a good episode um granted it's still in season one and they were like finding their footing but yeah it's so funny watching season one back because you're just like all these things that these characters do you're like oh god like Mm -hmm. i i I dabbled in the pilot for a little bit just to like refresh my memory of early day tim and like can we just remember the fact that tim definitely makes a racist remark in the pilot just like yeah it's awkward it's awkward because they're just such exaggerated versions of themselves yeah Well, it was nice that they, not nice, but, like, good that they brought that back around for season three to, like, 
rectify that but like mm-hmm. still yeah no season one episode one through like maybe like seven ten yeah. like an asshole <laughs> not even that it was rough it was just odd yeah well I remember watching season one and I was like okay Tim is like annoying the shit out of me but I was like I gotta stick with it because I know that it's gonna get better but I was I could not get behind his like Tim test and just like his brash like personality mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I feel like he would have broken through eventually if I'd say like watched it from the pilot and like mm-hmm. you know had been like an OG watcher but because I knew it was coming kind of like you said I was just like okay I'm just ready like let's just get to it already like yeah. let's go but I think he would have broken through eventually but yeah definitely in the early days it's a little it's a little rough around the edges well and they've all grown so much you know I mean like I think back to the pilot episode when Tim is in Jackson's face in the mm-hmm. locker room and then like cut to season three and Tim's like standing up for Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say that would not happen. Stuff. I was gonna yeah. say that would not happen now. Yeah. Yeah, the growth for sure. The growth from all of them, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was really glad to see Tim step up like that too. Like they're that they, they could that had the potential to be so bad, and yeah. it was perfect. Well, because like they show his growth, but like it's through like you see I know I'm gonna hopefully explain this well enough but like it's almost like you can like see the gears turning in his head and it's like almost like it's real time even though you're watching it on a tv show but it's like here's him like really trying to come to terms with these like big issues and like concepts and like how he played a role in it unfortunately like way back when but Mm -hmm. now he's like trying to make it right now yeah Yeah. I will forever I I forever want to hear from Brandon Routh like how he felt taking on the role of Stanton which is not Tim related but it sort of is Tim related like yeah that's been the big question that's always come out of the whole Stanton arc for me is like did Brandon Routh even consider how risky it was to take on that kind of role especially in the times we're in right now right well and given that he like in real life is so very like activist and like very like Mm -hmm. politically Brandon is yeah okay do you do you watch him on Legends of Tomorrow um, I don't watch I know he's like on that show I just mean like from his social media and like what I've gathered from like his like day-to-day oh good like musings and whatnot yeah well and I wondered like with that storyline because you know how sometimes they'll have like actors kind of lined up of who they want to play that role mm-hmm. I wonder if the writers had kind of like constructed who that character would look like and if Brandon fit that description or if they didn't have in mind like who's the face behind Doug Stan they just had the character right now I don't know if that's a compliment if the casting agent is like hey we just wrote this asshole character with you in mind yeah it would be interesting to know that like you know but well like I just remember like Nathan had said like when he did this like interview for like season one like previewing the rookie and stuff like he was like they got everyone that they wanted for like the main cast at the time um so like I don't know because I also read somewhere else or saw somewhere else that like I mean obviously we all know that like Eric versus Tim is like complete you know opposite like so I just didn't I mean like no one else can play Tim but like I don't like if had I not known that Eric was already Tim Bradford I don't know if I would have like picked him out of like you know the 
thousands of actors or whatever to like yeah do it but I don't know maybe that's just me yeah I don't know I don't think that we have any other notes on this episode we kind of like you know went all over but (laughs) welcome to our world Mm -hmm. yeah um but you guys can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail with all of your thoughts um we're on twitter also like individually i'm jay stark 804 and carrie yeah, i'm uh, carrie hyman and then gina and brenna i don't know if you guys wanted to like share where you guys can be found or you know yeah, the, you can find the podcast at Meet Us at Molly's. Uh, as we say on the pod, it's Meet Us at Molly's right across the board. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, meet Us at Molly's is gmail.com. Um, God, like, we're in a ton of places. And then you can follow mm-hmm. us individually. Um, I am at Gina Watches TV. I am at Bryna K13. And if you guys watch, like, any of the One Chicago shows, not just all three, but, like, any of them, should go listen to Meet Us at Molly's because they have some, like, good hot takes and just the Burzak breakdown episode from a few weeks ago like <laughs> I kind of want to go and listen to that again just to be put into my feels you mean well, all five a, hours of it all yep. five hours there's a reason y'all were on people magazine you know people yeah. magazine on the website like hello oh my gosh you guys are too kind too yeah. kind uh yeah that the, the Burzak episode was a lot of fun yeah was a lot of fun I know I was like wait how did they hit the five hours but then I was like well because Burzak has been there since season one eight seasons yeah and Burzak is the only original one Chicago ship now because they've asked to the med one so which is both sad but also like thankfully because it means that we probably won't do another five hour episode for a long time yeah yeah we're doing another one in a couple weeks and Gina and I were like oh okay they're not they haven't been together for eight seasons like we're good we're We're good good. oh thank god (laughs) But also, like, let's protect Burzak and bubble wrap them so that oh the writers God. do not do anything. Like, like, but actually, though. But actually, though. Yes, well, Pez actually, and Burzak have that in common, guys. We need to, like, <laughs> yeah. wrap. Just bubble wrap them, them all together, please. Yeah. 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 But it, like, yeah, like, they, they only hurt Burgess. They only hurt Wesley. Can we just, like, <laughs> not hurt anybody? Okay, thanks. Hey, thanks. Have I? Oh my god, if Lopez and Birdsack could get together for drinks. That would be like, amazing. Wesley would be so annoyed with Adam. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. And then obviously Angela and Kim being two badasses, like I just Angela would probably be annoyed with Adam too. Like Wesley <laughs> would be like, What do I have to do to get this guy like? And who's not up? annoyed with Adam? But that's yeah. why we love him oh yeah mm-hmm. but like adam and angela i feel like i could at least see them try to talk because they're both very like vibrant personalities you know what i yeah. mean so it's like i don't know i could see it oh, so it good. would be it would be entertaining it would yeah, just I, be- I think i think adam's stories would really entertain angela i think angela would be like no shit you did that awesome yeah well and then he can bring up that story about the monk or whatever and angela yeah. would be like i can't believe that i just wasted my time listening to that like <laughs> yeah for sure so good it would be i mean i'm just like i've said it before but i'm just like dying for one chicago rookie crossover i know that it'll never happen like different networks different shows you know i mean different places where they are but like in my head it's 
it's living rent free in my head so i mean yeah it'll never ever ever happen because of the different networks thing but it is um, fun to imagine i mean we were like yeah go ahead no i was gonna say we were really back like way back when it was airing like we were really pushing for one chicago night shift crossover because at least that was on the same network we were like okay it's they're both nbc shows like like, isn't because fbi is on cbs right is it just because they're both like under I think it's because it's both Dick Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. Because, like, the same thing happened when, like, this is a superhero thing, but, like, when Supergirl, because that was originally on CBS. Yeah. Uh, before it was on the CW, and they did The Flash and Supergirl. And it's because that also was, like, because they were both Arrowverse and because CBS and CW were by the same, like, parent company. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I think the only reason they made the FBI one happen was because it's Dick Wolf. Yeah. Dick Wolf. Which, like, I need that to happen again. Do you guys watch FBI? Um, only that one episode that Tracy was in. I, tried <laughs> I, to I haven't it, watched it regularly. So, Zico Zaki on the show, he plays, he plays OA. He's yeah. incredible at TikTok. Just incredible. Um, and I love his character. And I just, I need to see him come play in Chicago. I just, and incredibly I just handsome. Tina left that out. Like, incredibly, incredibly <laughs> handsome. Insanely handsome. Yes. Yeah. I loved his I loved his like dynamic with Haley yeah I just I wish I I get they I get that they had to tone her down because it wasn't her show right but like I wish they hadn't made her so like attitude-y I don't know it just she was very standoffish and again I get it it's not her show they've got to tone her down Mm -hmm. but like I was like dude this isn't this isn't Haley like this is not the Haley we know yeah I know I want to get into FBI like and watch it more regularly but it's Especially too I, I can't do it I can't do it I'm gonna I'm gonna watch FBI International because I think the international element will be cool like I'm I'm willing to check that out yeah but like it's way too there is like no character like I can't get into I I yeah. just I can't there's it is like straight procedural it's straight case I remember watching like a f- one, some of the first few episodes and I think I just like couldn't give it my all I keep telling myself I'm gonna go back and watch the Josh Shigara stuff because it's Josh Shigara and I still haven't done it yet because I know it's not gonna be what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Luckily, Bryna, it's almost the fall, which means that it's it's pretty close to becoming like holiday movie season, which means we can rewatch them on Christmas on the Square. Yes, the best movie ever. It's pretty great. (laughs) I'll like ever. I'll catch old episodes of PD like season you know one through four and I'm just like wow it was good but drastically different yeah mm-hmm. it's it's definitely different both are yeah. good in their own right but yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely different yeah um but anyway we have a T public store so if you want some rookie merch like you know check it out um if you watch the Chicago shows you can also check out the me this and Ollie's T public store they have some really cool merch. Um, some jerseys just dropped too. So those are really fun. Yeah. Um, the cruise jersey. Yes. Yeah. I have a Halstead one and it's my favorite one. Ever, I have a so. few of them and like I actually got complimented on it the other day. I was like out or this, I guess this was the other week and I was in the line at the bank with my brother and I was sitting in the passenger seat and he was in the drivers. We were in like the drive through 
and the girl was like oh from the window literally she wasn't even the person like helping this out she was like oh my god is that chicago fire shirt because i was wearing my brett one and i was like yeah and so i had to like write down my t public store for her and i was That's like great. it was the best it's so fun it, now noah thinks it's like the funniest thing i was like wearing my other one the other day and he was like oh my god is that your jersey shirt and i was like yeah <laughs> oh my god you host that podcast yeah he was like is that me to some molly's merch and i was like yeah yeah it is like you should get one yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's a jerseys that just dropped, and there's some other ones. Uh, the the Gallo and Casey number one dad and number one son. Yes. Yeah, I have these moments, and Brian can attest to this. I have these moments where I do things and I crack myself up, and like <laughs> I make myself laugh, and Brian is just like, really, really, um, and that's one of those moments. I was like, <laughs> that's so. that's us with our tweets. Like Terry and I will just go back and forth, just sharing content. We're just like, I laugh to the point where I can't even breathe anymore. Mm -hmm. Man. Like we were working on one and it'll drop in a few weeks, but we were having a good, a good chuckle about it. That's for <laughs> sure. I still am when I think about it. So, um, but next week we'll be covering a, a Lucy episode where she goes Ooh. undercover as the chemist. So that'll be exciting. More of that character, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. More of Lucy undercover and Lucy with Nyla, please. And thank you. Yep. But that's it for us this week. So bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Go get them, boo.